Welcome to No BS Engineering, the podcast for developers around the world who care about their careers. Join us as we share ideas, war stories, and talk with special guests about how developers can up their game and move their career forward. Hey everyone, this is the No BS Engineering. This is the show for career advice for IT professionals at any point of their journey. I'm here with my friend, Kyle Evans. Hi, everybody. And I'm Mario Peshev, and we would be super happy to talk about career advice and tips and everything around the software engineering world that we can potentially help you with throughout our new podcast. So the very first topic here is Kyle. Oh, you want me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The very first topic. This is one that is is interesting to me. People don't leave jobs, they leave managers. And I I personally experienced this. I've had more than my fair share of jobs. And on several occasions, the the reason I've left a job is the manager. I mean, I I love the job. Going back to my very first real job was being a programmer for my parents' company. And um, I I loved the job, you know, of course, working for my parents. I was the boss's son, so I got all kind of, um, you know, attention and everything. But I had a manager between me and my parents, and we didn't get along uh, to the point where I eventually, our relationship, my relationship with that manager became so bad that it outweighed the good of working for my parents and working in the family business that, you you know, I was slated to take over one day. So I eventually, yeah, I, I left and it was solely because this manager made my life a living hell. I will say this manager was not a programmer and I was a programmer. And this is one of the reasons I say, if you are not a programmer, you have no business managing programmers. Hmm. So, but I know everybody over at your company is awesome because they're working for one of the best programmers I know. So that's got to be great. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. So yeah, I can um, yeah I can definitely relate. Poor management is by far probably the leading factor of why do people quit jobs. Hmm. And in my like in my very personal experience, I've had four jobs before founding Devrix, which is uh, almost a decade old company. Uh, two of the jobs were on-site, two of the jobs were remote, and only one out of those four jobs I left due to uh, just the job factors. The other three were literally uh, quitting due to management. And <clears throat> in one of the cases that I can recall, um, it was a wonderful job, opportunity, great team, everything like that. The CEO uh, was really burned out out of running the business for like a decade. And as a result, he hired an external CEO from a completely different industry who was supposed to completely take uh, over the business for about four months while the CEO was on a sabbatical. <clears throat> and I can recall multiple people quitting. I left and then there was a few more people leaving as well. So it was pretty disastrous in my opinion. And again, I don't necessarily think that, <clears throat> I mean, I, do, I still do respect the other guy and I believe that he's a great human being and professional in certain areas. He was definitely not a great fit for that specific type of job and that specific type of business. <clears throat> and, you know, uh, needless to say, a year later or so, he just left the company or he was voluntold, as we love to say, to leave. And, uh, yeah, I mean, things are, things are running better. 
And yeah, the other couple of factors, it was pretty much the same. So I definitely do believe that, especially if you're more, um, if, if you're the hustler type of people who wants to get stuff done and you really want to move uh, troublelessly throughout the path, you don't want any obstacles or walkers or irrelevant meetings or any other type of weird stuff that's really preventing you to get the job done. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and I'm not one of these um, preaching truth to power type people. I'm not saying to developers, if you've got a bad manager, walk out the door today. Uh, everybody's got to pay the bills. But, you know, you life's too short to stay in that situation. And um, so you should be, if you're in a situation where you don't think the manager and you are getting along, no, you shouldn't walk out the door, but you should be looking around, trying to find something else. There's a lot of opportunities for developers out there. And, um, you know, you just... You, you, can, you don't have to quit to start looking around, so. And I think that there are other factors as well. Some of them are to be considered prior to joining the company and others are within the process if something like that happens. So um, in, in my last case, when, as I just said, multiple people left for a, a short period of time, I have indicated that problem to, senior mem uh, to the former CEO. But this was something that was like a lower priority or like fewer people have reported that so that it wasn't really escalated well enough. So uh, prior to starting a job, what my advice is, if it's a small kind of startup or a small company like up to, let's say 30, 50, maybe even up to 100 people, make sure that you understand and you know the leadership. Make sure that you agree with uh, the senior executives. <clears throat> like almost every company out there, CEOs, CTOs, CMOs, and so forth, they should be public figures. This is uh, one of the few ways to actually make a living, to close leads, to recruit, and so forth. So it's easy to find news, interviews, data, content, podcasts, interviews, anything about those people. So if, you're, if you believe that you're in alignment with their goals and vision and everything else, it's at least on the public, and of course, you can try to meet them at conferences, meetups, some other places, then you should be in good hands. Because even if something happens, you can report and and... And, and essentially things are going to get better. If you're in a larger company, of course, make sure you agree with the overall vision and goals of the business. Meaning that if I start at Google and I want to make cool, fancy, underground products for you know, non-enterprises but developers, then it's, it's a wonderful place to be. Or if, if I'm a Facebook addict and want to work at Facebook, a poor manager won't really change my decision. I would rather switch to another department or even change your role if I truly believe in the core of the business. But if it's only salary driven, if it's only uh, a given opportunity, then obviously there is a mismatch and things are just piling up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, other, the other aspect, if you're already on the job and if you have problems with management, make sure or at least try to escalate it one way or another. Be it to HR or to uh, you know, another more senior manager or something like that. Just don't be afraid. And of course, it's always good to have a second option if, if something goes south. But if you trust the leadership, then don't be afraid to, to, to just report that and say, hey, it's nothing personal, but like, it's really hard to just be productive around this person. Can we do something else? Can I become an individual contributor, which is something quite popular nowadays? Uh, or is there anything else that I can do? Can I switch department? Can, can we do something about it? And again, yeah. it's nothing personal. I see that my results are going down, spending too much time in meetings, too much time in back and forth, and it's just affecting my productivity and my results as, uh, as a factor. So it's, it's kind of the political way to just say, hey, something's not right, but I'm, I'd rather tell you now and give you the chance to rectify it than just follow my resignation letter. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And 
one of the worst career decisions I ever made was uh, I, I knew that the culture was not going to work for me, but they had a problem and I really, I wanted to help them solve it. And this is the key. They put a big bucket of money on the table. And I said, well, for that amount of money, I can do this for a couple of years. I didn't make it three months at that job. You know, it, was, uh, it was that bad. The, the cultural fit, the, nothing wrong with the people. They're great people. It was not a good cultural fit for me. I knew this going in, but the money turned my head. And so, um, you know, when I talk to companies, uh, when I interview, you know, they say, well, what are you looking for? I say, I'm looking for good people and interesting problems to solve. And I think a lot of developers are looking for that and um, finding a good cultural fit and finding a manager you can really work with. Man, that's, that's golden. And it, when you do find that, and you will, hold on to that. Latch yeah. on to that and say, I'm going to plant roots and grow here for a while. Um, don't just keep skipping around because you might hit a pocket of two or three of these that, you know, yeah, okay, I can work here. But then you're going to find that you start hitting, your, your lucky streak is over and you start hitting some that you're like, man, I can't stay here much longer. And, mm. and that's, that's not a good place for you to be. That's not a good place for the company either. You know, um, mm. you've got to, you, it's got to work for both of you. Knowing is cool. Sharing knowledge is even cooler. In my book, Uncle Cal's Career Advice for Developers, I share with you five of the most important pieces of career advice I've learned. Get your copy today by pointing a browser at bit.ly slash Uncle Cal. I want to share this knowledge with you. Hey, let me ask you this, because you manage a just a, a ton of great people. Um, what advice would you have for managers to make sure that they get the right employees and that they make sure that they treat their employees right? So my number one advice for managers is the following. Make sure that people need you and can count on you. Make sure that they don't get frustrated, they don't get annoyed when they hear from, from you and things like that. Make sure that at any point of time, you step in and say, how can I help you? Yeah. Uh, do you need additional resources? Do you need me to escalate something to senior management? Uh, you know, just make sure you can walk in their shoes and try to help them as much as possible. And I know that sometimes it's hard and it's especially hard with the wrong hires, you know, with the slackers, with the people who are, um, you know, feel complacent already at the job. So there, there's a fine line here, but for the most part, and especially great individual contributors and seniors, they don't need to be and hold it and they definitely don't want to be dragged. So make sure you go there and say, what do you need to accomplish that? Mm. I'm going to coordinate with the rest of the team. If they're in line with your, let's say, estimations and plans and so forth, I'm going to grant you the freedom to just do that and make sure you make it happen, right? If you need extra resources, let me know. If something's delayed, let me know. If you need coordinating with the client or, or senior management, just let me know. So just being the supportive piece is something that I really think is, is quite important. And <clears throat> what we do here is we did invent a job called uh, project owner. It's similar to product owner, but like every project in an agency has a lead developer who's also working with the other folks and also coordinating with the client. And then the project manager is sitting right next to the project owner, right? So they're working alongside, they're working together, they both have to succeed. And this way the project manager is 
uh, complementing the skills that the, the, the technical lead is probably lacking. Could be communication skills, could be soft skills, could be just organizational skills, whatever it is. And that's how the PM is a supportive role and they both grow together and they both succeed together. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to the, one of the keys of management, whether you're managing remote developers or um, on-site developers, is communication. I mean, the, the best managers I've ever had have been great communicators. And uh, I've got a good friend, Adam Kalesy, that uh, is out in California, and he talks a lot about one-on-ones and managers, you know, weekly one-on-ones. And he said, this is not just a good idea. You have to do this. Because if you're not doing this, then you have no idea what's going on. And as a manager, it's not your job to make them do their job. It's your job to get everybody out of the way so that they can do their job. Uh, the old Steve Jobs quote, uh, you don't hire great people and tell them what to do. You hire great people so they can tell you what, what to, do. to do. Yeah. Most developers just want to write code. So, you know, when I'm managing developers, my job is to make sure everybody stays out of the way so that they can do their job. They know what they have to do. I don't have to tell them this. They, they figured it out already. That's why we hired them. So. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. And that, that's definitely how it's supposed to be done. And I think that there's a fine balance between, and uh, to be honest, I, I even think that non-technical majors can make it happen in certain ways if they're curious enough, if they really want to understand the, the business objectives enough. Because that's what I, we do occasionally hire non-technical majors here. And you know, some of them are working and said, look, it's development. You, there, you know, the byproduct is a product. You're more helpful as being the product owner on site, you know, being the replica of plant internally, being able to validate the requirements, being able to make sure that everything is working as expected, than someone who will have duplicated skills with the technical engineers, right? And of course, that's not always fact. We do love technical engineers. As you said, I, I have a technical background of my own. Uh, but even non-technical people can be extremely helpful by just trying to understand what are the business objectives. Like, what does this developer do right now? What should be the end output? How to validate that? What are the possible cases? How to compare the previous version of the product with the new version of the product? And, and so on. And then uh, it, it works a lot better because let's say QAs are focused on focusing this specific functionality. This person is focused on actually helping bundle things together and analyze the core product. And it's really uh, setting up as a lot more stable project at the end of the day. Yep, I, I totally agree. Well, let's bring this back around to um, and wrap it up. Team or pe developers usually don't leave companies. They leave managers. So if you're a manager, that means it's on you to make sure that your developers are happy and well-fed and doing their job and quite honestly, most of the developers I know, as long as you're keeping them happy and well-fed, they're going to do their job. Uh, my good friend Keith Casey says developers want to do two things, write code and go home on time. <laughs> that's, you know, that's the, the key. So if you can help your developers do that, then you won't ever have to hurt for, or hunt for um, new developers. People will be knocking on your door to work for you. <laughs> Hey, thank you. Um, it's been great. This is first uh, episode we've done of this podcast, but we've got 30 or 35 more lined up um, in the in the spreadsheet. So we will, this is definitely going to be something we're going to do for a while. Mario, it's great talking to you. I hope to see you soon. And um, everybody else, we'll see y'all next week right here on No BS Engineering. 
See you, everyone. It was a pleasure. And if you're on Twitter, go to at NoBSEngineering and follow us there for the coming episodes.